Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. 27 to 6, still in the third quarter. I just had to press with the board because I, I, I am not waiting until this game is over. It, it was really over probably, you know, at halftime. This The Denver Broncos, pretty big embarrassment tonight, but obviously the story of the game is Patrick Mahomes and his dislocated kneecap. As of recording it, that's all I know. Potentially only two or three weeks, but we'll dive into that in here in a second. Uh, we got to talk about the Rams and the trade for Jalen Ramsey, the Jacksonville, and just their hideous track record of drafting players in the top five because from 14, 15, 16, none of them are now on the team. and They all happen to be on the Rams. And 17 is Leonard Fournette. So they aren't exactly uh, hitting home runs with their top draft picks right now. And they did with Jalen Ramsey, but the guy didn't want to stay. Then I'm going to dive into Jim Harbaugh. He's got an en- enormous game. At Penn State, where he's a big underdog, he could shake a little bit of this reputation that's taken a hit with a big win. And he hasn't had a big win in a a while. And then, like always, go through the weekend's games, just, you know, a couple minutes on each game, things I see, things I'm excited for, maybe the storyline that we're looking for. And then uh, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. You slide up into those DMs, at John Middlecoff is my Insta and my Twitter but my Insta DMs are wide open, and then I'll answer your question here like I do on every podcast. But let's start with tonight. You know, when it looked like 
Let's start with this. They called a quarterback sneak. Patrick Mahomes had a bad ankle. Twitter freaks. How could he call a quarterback sneak? Well, he didn't hurt his ankle. Some freak deal. Somehow he dislocated his knee. Like, I, if you're healthy enough to play, and he was actually moving around, what is he supposed to not call certain plays? Like, I, I don't know what to say. It's like, I heard the same thing when Kevin Durant came back from his calf injury and then tore his Achilles. He shouldn't have been out there. Well, in the game that he was out there that he tore his Achilles, he had like 15 points in three minutes. Tonight, Patrick Mahomes was slinging the ball left and right and looked freaking awesome. They ran a quarterback sneak, and I I know Troy's like, I don't know if I do that, but he didn't end up hurting his ankle. So is that Andy's fault that he dislocates his knee? I've never seen a quarterback dislocate his knee on a quarterback sneak. I saw the replay several times, and from my vantage point, maybe I'm blind, I, I don't really see how it happened, but it clearly did. He walked off the the field. I think we're all, you know, Patrick Mahomes is box office right now. He's Steph Curry. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. He drives eyeballs. I want Patrick Mahomes to play. So the latest information that I have, that everyone has on Twitter from doctors, this dislocated kneecap. I know sources, People around the team have said that best case scenario right now is not that bad. Now, they won't know till the MRI tomorrow. They're torn ligaments. So I, I think all we can do is knock on wood because I, I talk about the football for a living. I want people like Patrick Mahomes on the field. And with him off the field, Matt Moore and them just aren't as interesting. Now, they're 5-2 and because they just beat the crap out of Denver. They still got three games, Chargers, Oakland, and Denver at home. Boom, that's... Eight wins. Nine wins would win this division with ease. Their other parts of their schedule are pretty tough. They play the Bears. They play the Patriots. They do have the Titans on there. Like, even with Matt Moore, I think this team would make the playoffs. Now, instead of winning 14 games or 13 games with Mahomes, they'd probably win 9 or 10. But nine games in the AFC West, with which is awful. And people are like, Middlecoff, what about the Raiders? Well, the Raiders play the Packers this week. That's an L. Then they play Houston. That's an L. Then they play Detroit. You think the Raiders are better than the Detroit Lions? They could easily, they're 3-2 and two right now. Before you look up, they could be 3-5. and five. And the Chiefs already smoked them. And they get them in Kansas City. So, let's pump the brakes. The Chargers are terrible. And the Broncos are worse. The AFC West just turns out to not be very good this year. Which is kind of weird. I thought it was going to be really good. It's not. That happens sometimes. But the loss tonight was, it shows you when you have a player of that level... And he's not as accomplished as Kevin Durant. But when Kevin Durant went down in the finals, and it became kind of evident, like, did he just tear his Achilles? (laughs) And the whole place just goes silent. Now, actually, Toronto booed him. But, you know, just everyone on their couch. It's it's a gut punch. You you don't want to see the... We we watch pro sports for Kevin Durant, for Patrick Mahomes. I don't watch it for Matt Moore. Yeah, You couldn't pay me to watch Matt Moore. Hell, I turned off... I'm going to turn off my television right now. Third quarter, I'm going to turn on the Yankee game. I'm not watching Matt Moore and Joe Flacco. We don't pay to watch the, you know, they're terrible. Ugh, it's gross. <laughs> I want to watch Patrick Mahomes. And the ratings show you do too. You want to watch Russell Wilson. You want to watch Aaron Rodgers. You want to watch Tom Brady. We all do. There's a reason why the highest rated NBA games ever included Michael Jordan. The highest rated golf tournaments ever include Tiger Woods. Those are the people we all want to watch because they're the best by a mile, and losing him tonight, when it felt like for a split second, did he just tear his ACL, 
I was like six to my stomach. And not just because I'm friends with the, the guys that run this team and coach this team. Because as a fan of football, my favorite players in my 35 years of life have been like Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Ray Lewis, Brett Favre. Now Tom Brady and Manning. Like those are the guys I've liked. So if I like those and I'm like a, a nerd about it and watch all these games, what do you think the casual fan likes? So of course, I mean, I, I, I'm still kind of at a loss. I don't even know what to say. It sucks, but classic Twitter, everyone crushing him. He's on the field. He's playing. It's a quarterback sneak. He's falling five feet, or not even five feet, five, you know, five, yeah, five feet max. He's just kind of laying down to get him first down, and his kneecap dislocates. I've I've never seen that. I don't remember many quarterbacks on the short sneak like that. Not like a quarterback draw where you're getting hit, like just the quarterback sneak get hurt, let alone have a serious injury. And if he is only out two or three weeks, the Chiefs did avoid disaster. But the other problem is Mahomes has looked a little off. You know, his ankles messed up. Now, he looked a lot better tonight right before he got hurt. They were, you know, it it was having the feel like, are they going to win this game 40 to nothing? Or I guess they already, they scored first. So it would have been like 40 to seven. Mahomes was hot. They couldn't block you know, for Flacco, but, you know, the whole game, isn't it crazy and how powerful it is, how the game becomes irrelevant after a guy goes down of that magnitude? Like, you just don't watch the rest of the game. You're just kind of, kind of shell-shocked. You know, when you just think of major players, especially quarterbacks, when they get hurt early in a game, it's like, what just happened? You know, I I think as we're all fans of the sport, if you're listening to this podcast, or just maybe a fan of me, but man, that was, that'll put even the people that talk for a living like me at a loss for words. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built... The boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, 
and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's dive into... uh... I think what's fair to say, one of the biggest trades in NFL history, you know, if Khalil Mack was one of them, this one was, this topped it because the Jacksonville Jaguars received more for Jalen Ramsey than the Raiders did for Khalil Mack. Two first round picks and a fourth rounder. Where the Raiders got two first rounders, they had to give a second rounder and they get the Bears third rounder. So it's, uh, it was a historic haul. And I think it's fair to say that Jalen Ramsey is a special, special talent. But I, I think we have to look at this two different ways. One, from a business perspective. And when I worked in the NFL, I just thought about players and just players under the umbrella of like the salary cap, who we could add, who we couldn't add. I never really thought about the marketing of the sport, the power of marketing of the sport. And ever since I've been doing this, since I got out of the league, the media uh, side, I've realized how powerful that is. And it's the lifeblood of the business of the sport. Now, I got into this for the sport, but now I do enjoy both sides. And I understand where LA, having been born and raised in California, and the LA market is even different than us up here, but you have to not just be good, but you have to be relevant to keep people coming back. And for years, the Oakland Raiders, who, you know, for like the majority of my college career and then years after that, from like, you know, when they started getting shitty in the early 2000s, their games were blacked out locally because they couldn't sell them out. Historic team uh, who had just been winning with Gruden, they traded Gruden, they couldn't sell out games. Games blacked out. Television. You see the Chargers who moved to L.A.? They can't. They can't even sniff a sellout without the other team's fans showing up. Hell, you saw last week, and I know Colin talked about it this week. That there are more Niner fans at the game than the Rams, which isn't that shocking. There are more Niner fans in this state. I've said it over and over by a wide margin than any other team. When you probably combine all the other teams, but in that market, the number one team in that market is the Los Angeles Lakers. 
And they have kind of set the tone and set the brand of we go star hunting. That's all they care about. They tried to build through the draft, and it was a royal debacle the last four or five years. They go star hunting. That's the brand. That's what LA does. It's a star-driven, you know, uh, community, really. And it's different. It's a lot different in Northern California. Like our richest people wear hoodies and drive uh, electric cars, but like people get bored fast, very, very fast. And I'm not one of those people. It's why I had a lot in common when I lived in Philly. I'm much more of just a diehard sports guy. But most of my friends aren't. And the moment they get bored, they'll switch the channel. And we've never had more options in 2019 to watch different things, to do different things. And in LA, and I think Gruden and the Raiders are going to feel this in Vegas, you got to have some star power where people just won't give a shit. It's, it's really that black and white. So I get it from the business perspective. You roll two first-round picks for a star, star player. And you can put billboards all around LA. you got four billboard players, right? One of them's your coach, Sean McVay, you can put everywhere. The, head, the quarterback, who just he's the quarterback, whether he's good enough, and we'll dive into him here in a second. And then Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So you kind of roll it out like a basketball team. The problem in football is it's not basketball. And three or four guys can't carry you. It's actually a sport of depth. And it's really a quarterback league and then a depth league. And I think when you dive in, and I did, to the Rams cap space, it's going to get pretty interesting. Because they kind of did this move, yeah, for the future, but they're in this little window trying to win a championship this year or next year. And here's the problem. They gave Jared Goff $110 million. That was insane. He's not a $110 million quarterback. And I like Jared Goff. I would have offered him like $85 million and hung up the phone. What the hell is he going to do? Walk? This isn't the NBA. I control your rights. You have a fifth-year option, then I'll start franchise tagging you. Like, where are you going to go? Good luck, buddy. Again, I'm a Jared Goff fan, but $110 million is is absolutely insane. But here's the main problem. Aaron Donald's a max guy. He has a $100 million contract, $90 million guaranteed. Jalen Ramsey, who I was actually told is okay playing next year on the fifth-year option, which I think is insane. Like, to me, it's too risky. The sport is too risky. You can shatter a knee and be shot at a moment's notice. It's why Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack demanded they get a contract. They weren't $30, $40 million players. They were $90 million players. They were on quarterback level, and so is this guy. So I, I, I know that they've told the Rams that, but you know, can you imagine if he gets nicked up throughout this season? Maybe he'll have second thoughts. I would not recommend doing that. But even if he plays next year on his fifth-year option, which is $13.7 million, they have a $36 million cap hit in, uh, in Jared Goff. Brandon Cooks, Aaron Donald, and, and Todd Gurley, those four guys account for 47% of the cap. And the issue is not Aaron Donald. He's worth every penny. It's actually Brandon Cooks, who's a good player, not worth $16.8 million. But the main issue is Jared Goff. And Jared Goff's good enough when your team is stacked, when you have Todd Gurley humming. But they invested in Todd Gurley too early, and now he's not good. And it's, you can't, the problem with a salary cap, you can't just be, oh, sunk cost. It actually costs them next year more money to cut him. Their dead cap number would be over $25 million than just to keep him at his number, which is like $17 million. It makes more sense to keep a guy who's not even that good anymore. They're kind of screwed. So their cap in these next two-year window kind of limits what they can do. So they're going to need Jared Goff. I I think all the, like, Jalen Ramsey doesn't have pressure. He's just an elite player. He's going to play at a level. 
Aaron Donald, no pressure. He's an elite player. He dominates. Those two guys are going to get the job done. To me, the pressure is squarely on Jared Goff, who makes $110 million guaranteed. You got to play like an elite guy, bro. No more throwing for 78 yards. And I defended Jared Goff in that game. He had no time. But that's the other problem with the cap. This is not an uncapped league. You have to use that money to get linemen. Now they don't have any first-round picks, so how are they going to draft linemen? I, I, the reality is with offensive linemen, most of the top guys go pretty early. So they are really going to have to hit on their mid-round picks because they're going to need cost, you know, uh, cost-controlled assets. And when you hit on 5th, 6th, 7th rounders, they're not just cost-controlled assets, they're cheap. And they're, Sean McVay is going to have to figure some things out. Like, Sean, you can't keep doing what you've been doing because your quarterback and your offense has been figured out a little bit. And you're not going to be able... You don't have much wiggle room. Like, this is kind of your squad, give or take a guy. So you're going to have to either install some new plays, figure out a way to get Goff health, uh, you know, more productive. You're going to have to do something. To me, this pressure is squarely on those two guys. Because Brandon Cooks is what he is. Todd Gurley shot. That's, that's, just, that's just a reality. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, do what they do. They dominate. But two guys... If you line up Aaron Donald at right defensive tackle and Jalen Ramsey's at right cornerback, do you know what I'd do if I was Kyle Shanahan? I'd call either a run to the left or I'd throw to the left. It's one thing when you got three or four defensive players, which you're kind of seeing with the Niners, you're seeing with the Patriots, you saw the last couple years with the Bears. There's not really many places to go. But I just go, where's Jalen Ramsey? Where's Aaron Donald? I'm going the other way. They're on the left. I'm going right. They're on the right. I'm going left. This We're not reinventing the wheel here with football. It, it's pretty basic. And Kyle Shanahan, who's a smart guy, he's not He's not going to run at those guys or throw it at those guys. Now, Jalen Ramsey, and here's the other thing. A, a, a fan DM this to me. Getting Jalen Ramsey, if you're in a division, let's say you were like uh, the Carolina Panthers, and you had to play Julio Jones, you had to play Mike Evans, and you had to play Michael Thomas. You'd be like, well, that makes sense. You just locked them up. Who's the number one wide receiver for the 49ers? They got like four number three guys. Who's the number one wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks? Tyler Lockett? I like Tyler Lockett, but you're just going to use Jalen Ramsey on him? I'll just throw it to, you know, uh, Jerron Brown or DK Metcalf or just run it with Chris Carson. Okay, you're going to what? Cover Kittle with Jalen Ramsey? Okay, Kyle doesn't care. He'll just throw it to Debo and Pettis and Marquise Goodwin and run it with Breda away from Aaron Donald. I get it. Jalen Ramsey is an elite player. That's a lot to give up for a team that's very cap-strapped. And you can tell me, well, in two years, they'll be able to get off Gurley. They'll be able to get off Whitworth. That's great. But I'm a guy that kind of lives in the present slash this uh, immediate window of how my team's built. It's like, yeah, we're always thinking 2000 big picture as a GM, but big picture is really the next couple years. They're trying to win a championship now. They're opening that stadium next year. And look at the division. Seattle's got a lot of wiggle room. They got a bunch of young players. The, the Niners ain't going away. So you've kind of pigeoned your whole hold yourself of I'm t- it all gets back to Jared Goff. You gave him $110 million, which is insane to me. I, I just don't understand. And I love money as much as the next guy. I don't I'm, this isn't the NBA here on this podcast. We don't run from words like capitalism. We we love it. We love revenue streams. I <laughs> got I love my cash. You love your... Most people do, right? But when you get to that number, if you're Jared Goff and you know, listen, man, I'm going to need some help. 
I actually have already made 30 plus million because I was the number one overall pick. They're going to pay me a ton of money and I'm still going to be able to make another contract. And I know this organization. Like that would be the one thing if I was Jared Goff and, and if I was his agent. They have shown at every turn they'll do anything to help you win. So couldn't you have taken like $85 million? Am I supposed to cry for him? Like, oh, he could have made 110, he took 85. And then his team's really good and they just sustain kicking ass? Like, I, to me, that's a knock on him. Like Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz doesn't need as much help. He can carry guys. Now, not necessarily right now. They have so many injuries. But he's just a way better player. And even if I was Carson Wentz, like maybe you could take a little less, bro. Like that, we're talking about like taking a little less. Like I'm not talking about 120,000 to 75,000. I'm talking 100 million to 88 million, which is a big deal in the NFL. And I get player empowerment and Twitter like, you would never do that. Yeah, maybe I would. If I could meet with my accountant, maybe we end up saving money. We attack Uncle Sam that way. Like you can think outside the box here. I really think the Rams that while they added a great player, are in a very, very tough situation. Now, from a billboard standpoint and a PSL standpoint and a hype standpoint, it's strong. But nothing sells like winning and sustaining winning. The Rams won for two years. If they don't make the playoffs this year, having all those players are great. Like, L.A. is a star-driven town that used to the Dodgers win the division every year. The Lakers always being in the mix. That's why SC football's irrelevant. Chip Kelly's a laughingstock. You gotta win. In California, you have to win. I lived in Philly when we were shitty. Radio ratings were high. TV ratings were high. People like it. That works in Philly. That works in D.C. That works in New York. That works. It does not work out here. And I'm not even talking about being a 4-12 and team. People tune you out. I'm just talking like 8-8. and People kind of tune out. Especially in that city. That's not a quote-unquote NFL-driven market. Even though, like I said earlier this week, I understood why you attack the market. Too many people. But they don't live and die with football. Football's NFL football has quadrupled the size up here. We just care way more because we've had it our whole lives. We've never they haven't had it for twenty five years. So this better work because if it doesn't, it's a sexy business move. But the football move, I, I don't know if I see it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies 
waving at the babes, and enjoying myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, let's dive into the Jacksonville Jaguars side of this. And just, I mean, a little secret, not that you guys don't realize, most people don't talk about teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't have a huge fan base. They don't really resonate with most people. You know, it's just it's just basic business. You know, there's a reason the Cowboys and the Patriots and the Packers and teams like that get talked about the most. You know, the Lakers, Yankees, because they have the biggest fan bases. So when you talk, you want the most people to listen. And even some of those teams, like if you don't like the Yankees, you probably hate the Yankees, which generates interest, right? It's no different than like trying to court a mate. You know, if you want to date someone, you actually, if they don't like you, you would rather have them hate you. You never want to be indifferent or, right, the friend zone. It's no different than in the media business. You either want them to hate you or like you. You don't want them to not care about you. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are just one of those classic teams that for most football fans, it's kind of whatever, meh, the Jaguars, who cares, right? That's just that's just a reality of sports. Really, in that little area, the SEC and college sports is infinitely bigger than the NFL. But I did want to dive into the Jacksonville Jaguars because I do think for the last five or six years, they have been one of the most incompetent drafting teams, maybe in like NFL history, since you know some of that old Al Davis had that three or four year stretch in the late 2000s. Uh, where he just was missing all these picks and 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 passing on historic players. Well, from 14, 15, 16, and 17, they drafted in the top five every year. In 14, they had the third pick. In 15, they had the third pick. In 16, they had the fifth pick. And in 17, they have the fourth pick. 
And as I sit here recording this today, they have one player from those first rounds to show for it, and it's Leonard Fournette. They didn't even take the right running back in that draft in the first round. They passed on Christian McCaffrey, who is infinitely better. And I like Leonard Fournette. But let's just call a spade a spade. He looks like a good second round pick. Not a guy you would take number four overall. But I think when we go back to 14, you go, they had the third overall pick. They took Blake Bortles. That isn't just a a miss. That's a whiff. Then they had two second round picks. They took Marquise Lee, which I liked a lot in college. He's been hurt. He's been okay. But the other guy they took in that second round, Allen Robinson, kind of like the idea here. You take quarterback and then you take two wide receivers. He was the best player that they drafted from that draft. He's now on the Bears. And clearly one of the, you know, a very, very good wide receiver. Then you get to 2015. They had the third overall pick. I repeat, the third overall pick. And don't forget in 14, they passed on Khalil Mack. They could have had Khalil Mack instead of Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles stinks. 2015, they took Dante Fowler. And Dante Fowler has actually become a good player, but he's on the Rams now. He's not even on their team. That's a swing and a miss. Then in the second round, they took TJ Eldon, a below average NFL running back. So from 14 and 15, none of these guys are on their team except Marquise Lee. Blake Bortles, Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson, who is good but on the Bears, Dante Fowler, TJ Eldon. What a couple of shitty drafts. Then in 16, they finally hit on a player in Jalen Ra- high in the draft in Jalen Ramsey, and they have to trade him a couple years later because he can't stand Tom Coughlin, he can't stand the operation, whatever. They finally hit on a guy, and they have to trade him. Now they did get two first round picks for him, but they still had to trade the guy. Like the whole point of drafting guys really high is to nail picks and then to have that guy be a cornerstone for your franchise. Now, luckily, the pick after Jalen, Miles Jack, that's a good pick. He's a good player. So basically, in the in the 14, 15, and 16 draft, the only player they can really hold their head high for is Miles Jack, who's a good who's a good player. Then in 17, they went Leonard Fournette, who was solid running back, but nowhere near a guy you would take in the top five of any draft ever. And then Cam Robinson, which is kind of a hit or miss tackle. Think how inept they were 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 drafting. How terrible is that? When you had four straight years of top five picks, and as of today, they have Leonard Fournette to show for it. Now they got two first-round picks coming because of Jalen Ramsey. But geez Louise, how about the irony that all three first-round picks from 14, 15, 16, Bortles, Fowler, and Jalen now all play for the Rams? How does that happen? How does Dave Caldwell still have a job? How does Tom Coughlin, whoever was the guy leading the charge for Leonard Fournette, still look Shad Khan in the face and act like he knows what he's doing? Especially when you pass on Christian McCaffrey. I, I, I think that is a run of four or five years of drafting just malpractice. An absolute joke. And you, you probably could argue taking Blake Bortles when you could have taken Khalil Mack is beyond embarrassing and then taking Dante Fowler they did pass on I think Amari Cooper went next in the 15 draft but when you do finally hit on a player it's on you I I give Joe Lake a lot of credit with the Warriors he talks about this all the time and he's wired much more like an NFL owner or an NBA owner excuse me he's wired like an NFL owner despite owning the NBA he's a cold-blooded killer 
but he gets you got to play the game. And he knows that you have to try your hardest to keep recruiting your own players, to make them feel welcome. The good ones, that is. The average ones, the below average ones, screw them. But, you know, they, they either shape in or they shape out. But your best players. And Jalen Ramsey is probably top three or four most talented player in the history of the franchise. They did a terrible job of not figuring this out. They, they really did. They deserve heat for the way they handled this. And I don't really know the facts of what they did, but he was their guy. He was their best player. And then whatever Tom Coughlin said, like, I'm sorry, Tom, I like you. I have a lot of respect and admiration for your career. But if you're the guy that ruined the relationship with Jalen Ramsey, that's on you, buddy. Like, that that, that, that cannot happen. I, I think if the Jaguars were the Cowboys, were the Steelers, were the Eagles, were the 49ers, and this had taken place over a four-year stretch, they we would be laughing at them like we do the Redskins or whatever. This is... It really, when you dive in to their drafts, over what led to kind of where they're at now, it is an eye-opening experience. Okay, let's get into a little college football before we go just through all the Sunday games. Uh, I watched, really in the last 24 hours, I banged out all three hard knocks on college. Dan Mullen, uh, James Franklin of Penn State, and Herm Edwards and Arizona State. The Herm Edwards one's just awesome. You see why he's doing such a good job. Is His team has an edge to him. They have a ton of former NFL players that are kind of badasses. Herm's energy is awesome. He's got solid coordinators. Marvin Lewis is playing a big role. It's I highly recommend watching all three. Really, James Franklin and Herm Edwards have some similarities. Kind of leaders, galvanizing personalities, but not really X's and O's scheme guys. Just faces of the program, CEO types, big energy, big-time recruiters. And then they let their staff do it. Where Dan Mullen, who I thought is much worse in front of the team than those guys, is clearly an elite coach. Can coach offense. Can coach the nuances of the scheme. He's a big time X's and O's coach. It's why he wins. I think it's a good example of there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like in a perfect world, you want Saban, right? He knows the scheme like the back of his hand and he's an unreal leader. That's like the best of both worlds. But... I think you can all, or we can all, if you know, you're know you a fan of a team, can live with either as long as they win. But that brings me to the big game. And it's pretty well established. I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy. But my Jim Harbaugh experience was Stanford and the 49ers. And I saw him kick the crap out of people. And it hasn't gone perfectly at Michigan. We've gone over this before. But it hasn't been as bad, I think, as like Twitter makes it out to be. He's averaging like 10 wins a season. Now, they brought him there to win national championships. And this is year five. So this isn't year two. It's time to go, Jim. You know, I, I I have no problem criticizing Jim Harbaugh for starting Shea Patterson. That should not be tolerated. He, he looks like a, a quarterback that should be at Cal Poly or UC Davis. You know, like, does, is Shea Patterson a lock to start at Boise State? No. And he's starting at Michigan. So yeah, that's, that's a problem. But I do think this is a kind of position where he's on the road against Penn State, who clearly is really good. They have athletes everywhere that this would be the type game for Jim Harbaugh to shut everyone up. Because I, I think the large majority of people that aren't Michigan fans are going to this game, and it's Saturday night, it's the marquee game, it's going to do 6-7 million people are going to watch it. A lot of the biggest viewed games so far this season had big 10 teams in them. They have huge fan bases. This is a massive game. That everyone, I, I think the vast majority of people are rooting for Jim Harbaugh to get his ass kicked. And I'm rooting for Harbaugh, but I don't feel good. He's a nine-point underdog, which you would say 
in theory, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan should like all kind of be equals. And right now, Ohio State's the cream of the crop. Penn State and Wisconsin are right behind them. And it feels like Michigan's in another tier. I think Jim needs a moment to prove. And this would be the type game on the road in front of everyone to get a big ass win. I'm not confident because I would never, ever bet on Shea Patterson in a big game. And their defense hasn't been as good this year. I, I looked it up. Penn State's averaging like 42 points a game. They had that game earlier in the season that was kind of hyped up. Mike Loxley and Maryland was playing well. They, they were up like 50 to nothing in half. It was one of the biggest beatdowns of this season. It, it was, they mollywopped them. And I think Penn State, you watch this hard knocks on Penn State, that place is going to have 108,000 people. It's a whiteout. It's going to be nuts. But this is a tight moment to kind of get your swag back if you're Harbaugh. Kind of get that, yeah, I'm Jim Harbaugh. This is the University of Michigan. This is why they hired me. Because right now they've lost that. And as just a fan of football, I hope we get a tight game. Vegas would tell you with this nine-point line, they they think Penn State's dramatically better. Uh, And and we've seen with Harbaugh's teams, sometimes when their offense is off, they can't score. And then they're just royally screwed. I'm fascinated to watch this game. I think there is some reputation at stake for Jim Harbaugh uh, because he loses this game. Like You're not even a top two team in your own conference and really haven't been for a couple years now. It's not good enough. It's it's just not. That's not why they hired you. And it's not why people like me anointed you as this great coach. I, I've kind of like, it's hard for me to defend him. Now, if I'm going to keep defending him, I'm going to need to win like this Saturday night. I can't wait to watch. I'm going to play golf a little early in the morning on Saturday. Built my day around this thing. I want to watch this game. Five o'clock kickoff. Happy Valley. Can't wait. But Jim, it's 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 time to get a win when most people don't see it coming. You used to do this a lot. It used to be a defining attribute of your career. Couldn't win this game. And then you do it. You shouldn't beat this team. Then you do it. That's how Jim Harbaugh built his reputation. We haven't got that the last four or five years in Michigan. He needs a win like this. This is a big, big game for Jim Harbaugh and his reputation. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young 
was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, let's dive into the games uh, coming up this Sunday. And, you know, pretty good slate. Pretty good slate. Not, not gonna, not the best slate, but not the worst slate. Probably somewhere in the middle. Just a solid NFL weekend. Start with uh, the morning and work our way to the night game. Night game's pretty good. Eagles-Dallas, in theory. Both teams are 3-3. Three and three. Arizona at the Giants. Giants given three points. Uh, Saquon Barkley expected back. You know what's crazy about this game? Whoever wins it is actually not going to be feeling that shitty. If Arizona wins, and I, when I mean that, of course, if you win the game, you're going to be feeling good. But I'm saying a couple weeks ago, we would have said these are two of the worst teams in the league. If the Cardinals win this game, they'll be 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. If the Giants win this game, they'll be 3-4. and four. And they'll be like, well, we lost a couple games, obviously the Patriot game, but we lost some games without Saquon Barkley. So, and I don't think the Giants are any good. I don't think either team's good because their defenses are atrocious. But the more I think about it, I think Arizona could go in there. Kyler Murray, if you play daily fantasy, to me, Kyler Murray's the pick. The, the Giants' defense is atrocious. And not knowing how potent Saquon Barkley's going to be, I think taking the Cardinals plus three points on the road against the Giants, they're going to be 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. I mean, I, I've ripped them a lot. Might have to eat a little crow. I mean, 3-3-1, three, three, and one, I, I get they beat some bad teams, but man, it's not a terrible record. I mean, you play seven games and you're 3-3-1. Three, three, and one, Maybe I owe Cliff Kingsbury an apology. Houston at Indy, this is a tough game to pick. Uh, it's just a huge game. You know, the, the, there's really just no way around it. Houston's got to be feeling themselves a little bit, right? They're 4-2. Just, you know, kind of took it to the Chiefs, especially in the second half. Colts coming off a of bye week 3-2, and two, so if they win this game, they're going to be feeling good. You know, I, I I don't feel good about gambling on this game, 
fascinated to watch. I haven't had a chance. I guess there was a long profile from uh, – I actually friends with a guy, Tyler Dunn, met him a bunch at Niner practices over the years. I mean, he's a really, really good writer, wrote a big piece on Deshaun Watson. I emailed it to myself. i got to read it. And the Colts are just tough, man, especially at home. Uh, they battled back great from that when they lost to the Raiders and then they beat the Chiefs and they had a week off. You'd probably take Indy minus one at home, but clearly Houston's pretty good. You know, Houston's no fluke. This, this is a talented team. This is one of the better morning games for sure. Miami at Buffalo. The Bills, whose offense is borderline atrocious, are a 17-point favorite. Now, the Bills' defense is awesome. And Josh Rosen got was named the starter. Then he was benched in the middle of the game. And then he was benched again, and Ryan Fitzpatrick starting this game. Uh, the Dolphins are awful. Last I saw a story today, Kenyon Drake, maybe one of their better remaining players, is available for trade. Just just a joke franchise this year. They punted on the year tanking, which is cool, big picture, but sucks for the fans this year. There's no way around it. Even if you're pro-tanking, we all can acknowledge the business implications it has in the short term are extreme. Uh, ratings, uh, every metric from talk radio to television ratings to if you're writing about the Dolphins are down. So it's not good for anyone. People aren't talking about the Dolphins for their own business. They don't necessarily care because the rest of the league's carrying them. They're going to get their money. But it's just, uh, they stink. So Buffalo, 17 points. I They could be playing Alabama. And that, that's a lot of points for a team that doesn't score. But yeah, I'd imagine Buffalo kicks their ass. But the Buffalo Bills can kick your ass like 20-7. to 7. Minnesota at Detroit. This is one of the better games definitely of the day. It's pretty clear Detroit is good, right? They are a solid team. Now, they're 2-2-1. Two, two and one. They got screwed on Monday Night Football, but they're a good football team. In the last couple of weeks, Minnesota got their mojo back a little bit because I've been saying it all along. I, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Zimmer drives me nuts because he just wants to run the ball, but last week, he clearly gave Ed Stefanski the go-ahead like bombs away. And when you let them go bombs away and the, and the quarterback cannot like be gun-shy they got two elite receivers, and they also got an elite running back. I mean, this this offense is stacked. If Cousins just plays like a top 15 quarterback, they are like a 10-11 win team lock. So Minnesota minus one and a half at the road in Detroit. I do think it's going to be pretty hard for Detroit to rebound from that loss. I mean, the, the, the referees, it was like the game was rigged. I mean, that that's an all-timer. So if Detroit's able to come back and win, I, I will tip my hat, but I, my money's on on Minnesota. Oakland at Green Bay. The Raiders coming off a bye, but they got a couple problems. Terrell Williams, their number one wide receiver with Antonio Brown jumping ship, he has plantar fasciitis, and he hasn't practiced all week. I'd imagine he's a no-go for this game. Well, you're going to need to score a little more points against Green Bay than you have the last couple weeks. The Raiders are giving up their stats against quarterbacks this year, and they haven't played many good ones, are not good. What do you think Aaron Rodgers and that offense? And I get a lot of injuries for the Green Bay. I, I don't care if it's me and you playing quarterback, or excuse me, wide receiver for them. Rodgers is playing really well. And that defense, it's going to be much tougher for the Raiders. Like, yeah, it's one thing shutting down Chase Daniels. It's another thing shutting down Aaron Rodgers. And even the running game for Green Bay is humming. Also, how is Derek Carr and that offense going to function against Green Bay that clearly has one of the better defenses in the league? It, it's going to be tough sledding. So the Packers minus five and a half. I would probably just stay away from this game from a gambling standpoint, but it's hard for me to see a scenario where the Packers lose this game. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, they trade Jalen Ramsey this week. I don't think it impacts much this game. 
Uh, I'd expect Jacksonville, who kind of got their ass kicked last, I mean, they're not kind of, they, they got their ass kicked last week against the Saints. The Saints shoved them around, made Gardner look like a six-round rookie. Uh, it, it was it was a one-sided affair. I think Jacksonville bounces back. They desperately need this game, get back to three and four, and kind of keep their, you know, division hopes alive, I guess. They, they would probably need the Colts. Jacksonville would be rooting for the Colts to be Houston, because if Houston goes five and two, you start talking Jacksonville. I mean, if anything, you're just fighting for a wild card. Rams at the Falcons. You know, the Falcons are just an atrocious train wreck of a franchise right now. Brian Baldinger, some people forwarded this to me on my DMs. You know, he does those Baldy breakdowns. And he did a goal line situation where they were, who were they playing? Were they just playing the Falcons? Yeah, oh, they were playing the Cardinals. And they lined up in just, I mean, it was it was an embarrassment. For a defensive head coach that's been there, I don't know, seven, eight years, for that to happen is, is inexcusable. And David Johnson walks right in the end zone. I, I, I just think whatever mojo and whatever confidence and whatever just ability to execute in games this franchise once had, it's gone now. It's gone. They're one and five. They look lifeless. If the Rams were to lose this game, like you could kiss the playoffs goodbye. We said last week was must-win for the Rams. They wanted to win the division. They're not winning the NFC West. If they want to make the playoffs, you have to. You can't lose four straight, especially when you're playing the Falcons. Now, going on the road in the NFL is hard. You know, can, is Jalen just going to cover Julio? Probably. You know, but who's going to cover? I, I play. I'm a daily fantasy diehard, and I like playing Ridley and Sanu. Like, who, who for the Rams is covering those guys? Did you, did you guys notice that they put Talib on IR? They traded Peters, like Nikel Roby. Nikel Roby's going to cover Calvin Ridley or Muhammad Sanu? Seriously? That's what's going to happen? Who's covering Hooper? I, I don't know. I, I think the Rams' defense, beside Donald and Ramsey, is questionable at best. San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Redskins. Kyle Shanahan doesn't dislike the Redskins. He despises this franchise. He hates with a passion Dan Snyder. And, you know, Cowards has the famous quote in his book, right? Holding a grudge is like chain-smoking hate. I agree, but I do think some grudges are somewhat healthy. And they, they drive humans. And this is one where I think Kyle is going to try to put a stake through Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder and just the entire Redskins franchise. Now, I don't know if the Niners are quite good enough just to beat some team 40 to nothing. Uh, not sure they quite have the offensive weaponry. And I don't know if Kyle really wants to just unload the kitchen sink on this team, given that they got the Panthers and the Packers and Seattle kind of coming up over the next month. But I do think he's going to have a couple FU wrinkles in this game and kind of make a point to embarrass them, or at least try early on. Now, he's got a big pit. He's got to make the playoffs. He's got other things to worry about. But his hatred for the Washington Redskins is real. Can you imagine if he goes in there and beats them like 35 to nothing? Because at the end of the day, he might... You could argue he might not even have to do that much stuff. The Redskins stink. So if he were to beat them like 35 nothing, maybe it maybe it forces Dan Snyder to finally fire Bruce Allen. This game on paper looks pretty terrible. The Chargers are a tough watch right now. They, they are boring. They are really, really boring. Rivers looks bad. He really does. Keenan Allen's tweeting about how he's sneaky, kind of miserable. The running game's falling off. The offensive line's awful. Uh, you know, the pass rushers, it's hard for them to make a huge impact when they're always down in games, teams are running out the clock. And then you look at the Tennessee Titans, they ha- they benched Marcus Mariota, so the his era in Tennessee is unofficially over. Now, he might still start games this year because 
I don't know if you guys have noticed, but over the years, Ryan Tannehill tends to get hurt. If you told me the likelihood that on today, it's October 17th, which I'm recording this, he's able to play the rest of the season and not to get injured, I'd say that would be a pretty big upset. So Mariota still might start some games, but he will not be back on the Tennessee Titans next year. Like, that ship has sailed. Uh, So this is just kind of a game, like, whoever loses this game, we're done even paying attention to you as a story. Like, you're kind of irrelevant. And whoever wins this game, you'd be three and four. You just... You're just kind of floating. You're still not that relevant, but you're not dead. Uh, this is a pretty good afternoon game. Ravens at Seattle. Uh, the thing that I wrote down and Seattle... Let me see the odds on that bad boy. Seattle is just... It's your typical three-point favorite. Like, I, I think we know enough about Seattle. They got an MVP quarterback. They got a really good running back in Chris Carson. They got a solid offense. And they kind of got a bend but dope rank defense. Like, they're a playoff team. That's who they are. They're a 10-11 win squad. Pete Carroll, Super Bowl champ, national titles, Russell Wilson star. Like, that's we, we know who they are. Can the Ravens and Lamar Jackson play well against a good team? Can, can they show me something against a good team? You know, I, I mean, it's one thing to beat up on the, the Bengals and the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Can you beat a good team? If you beat Seattle, I'll take you seriously. But I, I, I got news for you. Despite them being 4-2, I don't take the Ravens that seriously. I just don't trust the quarterback. Now, if he can go and have one of those games where he you know, throws three or four touchdowns on the road in Seattle and gets a win, I'll go, oh, that's the best win so far in Lamar Jackson's young career. But he really hasn't had any of those. It's time to win a big game. Because right now, they just beat up on the crappy teams, and then Lamar plays bad against the good teams. Like, you eventually got to play good against the good teams to be taken seriously because the Ravens are going to be in the playoffs. The Browns are dumpster fire, Steelers season's over, and the Bengals might not win a game. The Ravens are going to be in the playoffs as probably a four seed at 10-6 and six or 9-7. and seven. But for us, when the playoffs come around to go, you know what? The Ravens are hosting a playoff game against the Bills, and they're going to win. Like, no one would say that right now. You would not pick the Ravens, whoever they play in that first game, if they're the four seed, to win. We saw it last year. They played the Chargers in the first round. They were the four, the Chargers were the five. And they kicked the crap out of him. Lamar Jackson couldn't function. So Lamar, and people think, I I do not hate Lamar. I didn't like him as a prospect. Love the kid. Love love his attitude, his optimism. Love his energy. I think the same about Josh Allen. I'm rooting for them. But they, you got, and I can't even judge Josh Allen against the Miami Dolphins. I judge you against good teams. And on the road. Like, have you taken a step? Or is it just going to be the same thing? You won a bad division and you get, you know, lose by 20 in the first round. And that's, that's kind of what I have them circled. Now, they can show me something this week. This would be an impressive win. You know, Marcus Peters, add him to the mix. Uh, I, I like Seattle, though. You know, how, how could you not? The Saints at the Bears. I You know, Nagy's my guy. And, you know, you'd think eventually Mitch is going to play kind of well. But how this is not the game. The Saints defense has been dominant. You know, I think the Niners and the Patriots defenses are getting most of the credit right now. But this defense has been big time. They have punked the last three or four teams they've played. From Dallas to Seattle. And obviously last week, Gardner Minshew. They, they took them behind the woodshed and, and made them scream uncle. So how am I supposed to have any confidence that Mitch Trubisky is going to be able to make plays against this defense? Luckily, Chicago, their defense is so good. They should be. Kamar's banged up. Teddy's just okay. It, you know, this is one of those classic, like, is it 9-9 nine to nine with five minutes left in the game? Like, that's what I kind of envision. 
That's why I like the Saints plus three and a half. Because I, I think this is like a, you know, three point and under game. You know, all of a sudden it's, the final score is nine to seven. You know, that's, it's got to feel like that. Uh, so I, I like the Saints plus three and a half. Though it's, I mean, eventually, if you tell me Drew Brees is going to miss six, seven games, they're not going to go undefeated in those games. Now, I don't know how they're eventually going to lose it, but they're going to eventually lose a game. It's just the law of averages is bound to happen. This probably, beside the Houston Indy game, is the hardest game for me to pick. I I have no clue what we're going to get. Eagles at the Cowboys. The Eagles, you know, Super Bowl favorite coming into this season for the NFC, and their secondary is just atrocious. They, They can't cover anybody. And then you had Dallas that had the first three games where we went, God, is this team going to go 14-2? and two? And then the last three games, they have just come screeching to a, a hardcore halt in the middle of the road, and it looks like their engine is on fire. So Amari Cooper, probably not going to play in this game, at least of recording this. He hasn't been practicing. But even if the Eagle, or I mean the Cowboys are rolling out Michael Gallup and just randoms a wide receiver, you should be able to go deep. I, I, I really have no feel for who's going to win or lose this game, but I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, I, I would say the safe bet would be take the Eagles two and a half, but I did that last week when they were on the road and they got their ass kicked. Now, Minnesota is better than Dallas, but I, I don't know. I, I just Whoever loses this game is going to feel terrible on Monday morning. I mean, if, if Jason Garrett loses this game, it's going to be like, is, is he going to get fired by Halloween? And if Doug Peterson loses this game, the conversation is going to be like, they're really not going to make the playoffs? So th- this game is going to have a huge impact on the talking points on Monday. And it, they're going to be valid whichever way it goes. This is a must win for both these two head coaches and quarterbacks. Like they just got to find a way to win it. Now the good thing is because they're both 3-3, three and three, even if you lose it, you're not like done, you know. But you're, it's then a must win the following game. For the, if the Eagles were to lose this game, then they would have to win when Dallas comes out. And if Dallas loses this game, that means to probably win the division. They're going to have to go to Philly later in the season and win that game and just kind of maintain right behind them. So this is just a massive game for two teams that I thought were playoff locks. Now it's starting to look like, I don't even think it's starting to look like, because one of these two teams is going to have four losses on Monday morning. They're not making a wild card. So it's basically... The NFC East is getting one team. I'd say that's one of the crazier developments of this early season is that, you know, it turns out that the NFC East isn't quite as good as I know that I thought. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the Middlecoff mailbag. Huge fan of the pod out in New York. How stupid is Major League Baseball and Fox for scheduling Game 3 at Yankee Stadium between Cole and Severino at 4 o'clock on Tuesday? Well, for me, it's 1 o'clock. And I blame, I don't blame Fox. I, I blame 100% Major League Baseball. Uh, the average New Yorker is working or commuting during this time. Mind-blowing, the NFL or NBA would never schedule the Giants, Chester, and Knicks. On a, it's, it's one of the most embarrassing things in recent memory. Uh, like, you just, that, that cannot happen. It, 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 you, you can't put a Yankee game not at 6 o'clock. You know, the first pitch should be like 8 o'clock and 5 o'clock Eastern time. It's the biggest brand in your sport. It's the playoffs. Uh, just an embarrassment. J- just an absolute embarrassment. Big fan writing in from Singapore. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the 49ers or the NFC West after the Rams lost to the 49ers. 
Looking at their schedules for the remainder of the year, it looks like the Rams might have a bit easier than both the Niners and the Seahawks. Is there any way the Rams can still win the division? Well, they already have two losses, right, to Seattle and to San Francisco, and San Francisco beat them at home. So the they got they still host Seattle, and they got to win at Levi's. They would have to win both those games. Their schedule over the next several weeks is pretty. It's not that bad. It's like Falcons, Denver. They could easily get back six and three. I just wonder, like the Niners and Seattle aren't going to stop winning games. So you're already what two games behind the Niners and two games behind Seattle, and you've lost to both of them. So I would say the division would be really hard. Now, can they get to ten and six? You know, and make that third wild card if San Francisco went twelve and four, Seattle went eleven and five. You know, or vice versa. Yeah, I, I wouldn't discount them because I believe in McVay. They still have a ton of talent on their team. So, 100%. Like, I, I wouldn't discount them for a playoff spot. But it's going to be hard because you look at Green Bay. If Minnesota wins this weekend, you know, Green Bay potentially, if they beat the Raiders, what would they be? 6-1. and one. If Minnesota wins, they'd be 5-2. and two. Like, that sixth spot in the NFC is winning 10 games. Random question and admittedly a dumb question. Is there a rule in the NFL where a quarterback has to wear a hat on their on their when they're on the sideline? I feel like every quarterback immediately puts on a hat as soon as the helmet comes off. Not sure if it has to do with uh, making the quarterback easier to locate since they're the only one other than the backup in a hat. Yeah, I'm just uh, that's a good question. I, I don't necessarily know the reasoning behind that. Quarterbacks just love hats. I I, I honestly have no clue. That's a, that's a unique question though. Lifelong Bills fan here, and my question is about the West Coast. Why is all the MVP talk about DW? I don't know who DW. Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you mean Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, DW? Who's DW? Am I losing my mind? Who would be DW? I'm having a total brain fart here. Is there a a sweet quarterback? Aaron Rodgers? Not DW. I don't know. He has carried that team, uh, so why is Russell Wilson not getting talk? I think Russell Wilson's getting a ton of talk. I mean, I, I think a lot of people believe Russell Wilson is a legit MVP candidate, for sure. Booger is really struggling through these final few minutes. That was a DM I got, I would agree. That's why I try to mute. But it's hard to mute a game, because you do like to watch it. Cam Newton, do you see him coming back this season, and should he start? Kyle Allen isn't the best, but Carolina seems to be clicking with quarterbacks. I said this a couple weeks ago, maybe I said it this week. That it's an easy one. Kyle Allen is exactly that. Kyle Allen. So if Cam's healthy after the bye, and they're playing San Francisco, you start Cam Newton. If you lose that game, you can just go back to Kyle Allen. Or if Cam looks terrible. Like, at the end of the day, Kyle Allen is not Brady, Rogers, or who, who DW. God, who is DW? Uh, that's going to bother me. I'm going to have to figure that one out. But uh, it's just it's easy to send Kyle Allen back and forth. He'll do whatever you tell him. So I think that Cam Newton starts whenever he's healthy, and then if something goes, you know, haywire, you just you know plug Kyle Allen back in the game. Big fan of Three Now podcast. <clears throat> I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, so of course I'm loving the hype Russell Wilson is getting for MVP. See, he is getting hype. I understand that the quarterback is the most important player on the field, and many believe the MVP should be named the most valuable quarterback. But could you make the case that Christian McCaffrey is making more of an impact for the Panthers, who lost their starting quarterback and went 4-0 since? Yeah, I mean, I I think now, with Mahomes potentially being out for weeks or whatever, as of recording this podcast, that's what it looks like, I would say that 
Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson are in a battle. And Rod, I mean, Rodgers is starting to sneaky come alive. I, I would say it's kind of that little group. And, oh, Deshaun Watson. That's who DW is, Deshaun Watson. You know, you just got to talk through it, think through it. Uh, I, I think McCaffrey, if, if the Carolina Panthers, let's say, win the division, like they go 12-4 and four, and they beat the Saints a couple times, hell yeah, Christian McCaffrey can win it. Which NFL teams have historically always emphasized good line play and good coaching? I mean, I think in theory, every single one, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine every NFL building hammers on offensive line play. So I, I don't think that's out of the realm of, you know, if you went to every single NFL front office, maybe certain teams think about it a little less, but... I mean, when I was in Philly, we talked about offensive linemen all the time. I mean, we spent way too much time on, like, backup offensive linemen. I, I would say any organization worth their salt speaks about offensive and evaluates offensive linemen every day. It's, you know, the good ones are fun to do, but the bad ones are boring. David Montgomery, Damian Williams, Austin Eckler, which two would you start your fantasy this week? Well, Montgomery's playing the Saints, so that would be a no. Damian Williams, I think the game's already planned, so that would be a no. Austin I'd, uh, Eckler and Williams, probably a little too late, my bad. That's why I sometimes save my DMs for uh, for this night. I'm torn on Daniel Jones. While I'm glad he's had some success this, success this season, can't even talk, I just don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's kind of like Dak. You can win with him, but not the big thing. I love Trevor Lawrence, and that is, or at least looks like, a guy... That has the thing, but since we drafted Daniel so high, it's probably not going to happen. Do you think you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones as a quarterback? I, I'll be completely honest; I have no clue. I, 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 you can't really even judge Daniel Jones past that first game where he was really good against the Buccaneers. I mean, he's played; he hasn't played with Saquon Barkley as of the recording of this podcast. Or I guess he did for a minute in the Tampa Bay game, and then he got hurt. His wide receivers stink. You know, I mean, he's got Golden Tate, but who just kind of came back. I guess they've played together the whole time. I, I, I just, I, I can't make any concrete judgments on Daniel Jones four games into his career with a terrible team. I, I, and you know me, I'm not a fence sitter. If I, if I had a strong take on him, I'd give you one. But I, I, I legitimately don't think you can make, a, you can have a take on Daniel Jones about whether he could be that guy or not. I think he showed small flashes, but he's, you know, he's had a pretty tough situation to overcome, you know, just given the talent on his team. I was wondering if I'd get a breakdown of your opinion on Jimmy G. Personally, I think he's an accurate, tough quarterback who's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Put it this way, I'd take him over Trubisky any day, maybe even Goff. I'd take him over Goff. He's tough quarterback with a quick release. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think his toughness, pocket awareness, his accuracy, he's clearly getting better as the season's going on understanding of the offense, his toughness and ability to stand in the pocket is top-notch. His release is special. When he gets in a rhythm, his accuracy is awesome. His teammates love him. Him and Kyle butt heads a little bit because he's going to throw some picks. But I say all the time, I, I, I can live with picks. Make plays. If you make plays, I, I can live with the picks. But he's going to throw some picks. He's got a little Tony Romo in him. But as long as you make the plays... It's okay, and I think at the end of the day, like when his career, you know, when we get like a five-year sample size, he's going to make a lot more plays than the picks he's going to throw, but he's going to throw some back-breaking picks. Like he's bound to throw a pick 
in a playoff game to lose in the game. Like, that could happen this year in the first round or whatever. You know, they're they're the three seed. They're hosting the six seed. You know, let's say the Minnesota Vikings or the the Carolina Panthers, and he throws a pick to lose the game at home. Like, that is, I, I'm already prepared for that moment. And you know what? I'll, uh, I'll live with it. Let's see if I can get one more question. I'm a Cowboys fan who has been hoping Jason Garrett would be fired for at least four off seasons. Yeah, you've been waiting a while. However, I'm wondering how beneficial or hurtful you think it would be to fire him midseason. Our team is too talented to tank the season, so is there anyone who could just be brought in now? Yeah, to me, that's not an option. I, I think you just got to ride it out. I, I think he's coaching this whole season. Unless Philly beats him like 50 to nothing. But, I, you know, who on their stat? Like Rod Marinelli takes over? That, that is, I guess, the good thing is that Jason Garrett doesn't call any plays, offense, defense, special teams, so you'd just be removing the CEO. I, I'd have to, like, dive into their staff. I, I would imagine it'd be Marinelli and just let Kellen Moore and uh, Richard, the dude from Seattle, who I think already calls the defense, just kind of keep on rolling. I've supported Jason Garrett, but, man, they, they lose Sunday, and he's 3-4 and four with this team. I, I, I support your hatred for the squad. You know, I, I completely understand it. So, not hatred for the squad, but hatred, you know, and questioning of your head coach. Because it, it would be valid. Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, you know, and, and I was almost said we're coming down the home stretch. But, I mean, in the NFL, we're not even to week eight. And in college, the BCS rankings haven't even come out. We got some, we got some time. We got some time. So, uh, yeah, just enjoy the weekend. Appreciate everyone listening. Tell your friends. And Godspeed. Peace. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 